Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. What a beautiful day. Sunshine on a Thursday. This Finally. is good. Finally, Scott. We need it. We need it. We earned it. Hey, listen. <clears throat> there are so many things right now that are pissing people off. And a lot of it, and they don't even realize it, is fueled by the weather. It should be warmer at this time of year. Yes. And today we're finally going to get to seasonal temperatures. That is probably going to calm things right down. In fact, people won't even notice whatever bullshit Doug Ford is going to announce <laughs> today at noon. I saw the, let me just read this to you because I saw, um, I posted about this on Facebook. I know you posted on your Facebook as well. And we have uh, any details after the fact uh, coming up. But when I, when I posted this, I saw a great meme. COVID announcement. Are you ready for this? Yep. Breaking news. The Ontario government is expected to make an announcement regarding an upcoming announcement about whether or not they've decided on making a decision on deciding on how to announce their decision on deciding how and when to announce the announcement. The announcement comes after the decision to make an announcement was postponed in favor of deciding to announce the announcement for the announcement decision in advance. This should clear up any confusion concerning future announcements about announcements. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's true. And and we know if it's a 12 o'clock announcement, it'll probably get pushed back at least once. I mean, yeah. Doug's going to be late. We'll see. Listen, let's put this in perspective. Hanson has been on television more in the last few weeks than Doug Ford has. <laughs> and he's the premier of the most populous province in the country in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hanson, last night on The Masked Singer. A lot of people were pretty fucking pumped to see those masks come off because they wanted to see their faces. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, they were, uh, I mean, they were definitely the number one uh, most talked about likely uh, people. I still had like a Jonas Brothers vibe until the last performance, though. Until the last performance. And I went, hold up. I don't know. Uh, and there you go. Yeah, it was indeed Hanson. So congrats, Hanson, on uh, making a comeback if that's what you, if that counts. I don't know. Sure it does. Sure. Fine. Whatever. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Hanson has changed a lot. Maybe I haven't paid attention since the Oombop days, but (laughs) they they were good. I mean, the way they harmonized together. They sound good. Not bad at all. Yeah, they sounded they sounded really good. And you know what? This this was probably a great decision for them if they do plan to do more. And I know the Hanson fans, you'll tell us, and Scott mentioned, yeah, they have done some things here and there. But um, we're just talking about as far as, you know, radio airplay hits. They haven't had any in a long, like in a long, 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 long time. So this could be the beginning of something even bigger uh, for Hanson fans if they choose to move in that direction. Uh, do you want to continue on with some entertainment news here on the podcast? Sure. Then I'm going to talk about Doug fucking Ford. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Okay. So it, were you at all surprised when Ellen made the announcement that the show is going to be done after this upcoming season? I mean... I'm a little conflicted on this. I'm torn for sure. Why are you uh, torn? What, make, what because, makes you torn? Because I really think that this was a sabotage job. I think that Ellen DeGeneres is exactly what we thought she was. I think she's a kind person who cares about people, cares about important issues, cares about animals and the environment. I think that she is the sweetest of sweet people. And I think that that show was good for people, and it was good for television. Having said that, I understand why they're canceling it, because the show did get a shit ton of negative publicity all over this alleged toxic workplace environment. And I don't know if it's true, but there's a lot of people that have lined up and and accused them of 
what was it? there was racism accusations. There was some homophobia, sexual harassment, all sorts of shit. Uh, employees being demeaned by superiors. And I don't think any of it has to do with Ellen. I think that it's producers and executives and people that were enjoying those ratings and all that money that just treated the employees like shit. Here's what I and here's what I think happened. I think it Ellen does have to and she did really she did apologize. I'm not sure she really feels like she needs to apologize because I think she thinks more like you. I think she thinks this is fucking outrageous. It wasn't really me. It was the people around me. But that said, when it's your name on every fucking sign in that place, when you're the one who is the head of this giant money-making machine, why would you not pop your head in now and again or make sure you have the right people in place? There were producers that got fired because they basically hit on interns, asking them to have sex with them. Long story short, there was, there was examples of that and many others. What, if you didn't know that those many, that many things. Now, if it's one thing, Scott, I agree with you. If we're talking about one thing, one incident, holy shit, how is she supposed to know about that one incident? These were many, many stories that dated back many, many years. And she apparently, it's not like she was told possibly. It's possible that she actually didn't know. But there's no way you can tell me that she can't have some kind of responsibility with her show and hearing about all of this shit happening. All of this, and some of them were people she's very close to that were fired because of this. So you're telling me that you seriously had no idea or your trust was that high that you just assumed everything was fine? Some people had said that they did make complaints and that they went to deaf ears. And whether or not that's Ellen, yeah, we don't know. But I think she's got to take some kind of responsibility, and she did, by the way. Either way, I mean, the damage was done when these stories broke. I think everybody knows the ratings went to shit. She used to be the number one talk show, and and she fell quite far quite quickly and the sponsors also came, fell out very quickly after that so it's it's we knew it wasn't going to be the same season and it wasn't the same season plus COVID on top of it so it made it very very weird and apparently not a lot of people enjoyed watching it the ones that she did cling on to were just not that interested anymore to well, me, she also had a hard time booking guests too because absolutely. even if the guest liked her they didn't want to be associated Absolute, with that show only a few i mean pink's on the show every other fucking day so that tells you enough that they really couldn't get that many good people to be on the show and there's people that have been on our side the whole time that have just said based on my personal experiences which is fine you're allowed to do that based on mine i had a great time she seems great i'm going back on and others who said you know what i knew something was kind of shady uh, or I just don't want my name involved at all, just in case. There, there's going to be all those kinds of different people. To me, I think Ellen, yes, she has her heart in the right place. I really do believe she is an, an I know she's an animal lover, an advocate of all of these great things. But as a like as a human, sometimes maybe her sense of humor can be taken the wrong way. There were a lot of stories about like boardroom meetings where she told people not to look at her in the eye, and maybe she was joking. It's quite possible she was making a joke, but maybe she didn't read the room properly and realized these people weren't taking it as a joke. So, I, I, I don't know. There's a, you know what? Sorry, go ahead. No, go you ahead, finish go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think people, I have no doubt that there were some people who were mistreated. I'm sure that happened and no, that's not okay. Whether or not it got up to Ellen herself, eh, it's really hard to say. I mean, we can't really point too many fingers because right here in Canada, we're dealing with something that has gone right up to the prime minister where he didn't deal with specific sexual misconduct allegations against one of the the top uh, bureaucrats in the country, the head of the Canadian military. 
So, I mean, do we drag Justin through that? I mean, he didn't know. And if Ellen didn't know, I don't know that she can necessarily wear this. I don't think that that's apples to apples at all because Ellen is not government. Ellen is just a cash-making machine. That's all it is. And Warner Media just pockets off of her. It's a little bit different. The fact remains, she's not the boss of the show. She is a hired talent just like uh, Kelly Clarkson is on her show, just like those people on The View are. They're hired talent. And while they're the face of the show, they're not necessarily the boss. And also... You know, I'm trying to figure out who these people are that had these crazy accusations. And I would like to understand a little bit more about it because yeah, maybe part there. of it, part of this is perception. Maybe part of it is perception in that if I hear I'm going to work at fucking Disney World, I think to myself, oh, my God, that's going to be fucking great. I'm going to get paid good money and I'm going to hobnob with all the 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 cast and characters. And it sounds like a great time. And then I get there and find out there's a lot of actual work to do and there's emails and there's meetings and there's going to fetch coffee and all that shit that goes into every job. And maybe part of this is they had very high expectations that weren't exactly met because at the end of the day, it was still a job. So I, I don't know what the actual truth is here is. And I really do struggle with Ellen knowing about it and not doing anything about it. Right. I really don't think that that's a thing. Okay. Well, um, it, it quite possibly is, and maybe it maybe it isn't. I mean, we have no proof that she tried to hide anything from, from anyone, but we do have uh, a lot of encounters with that show, and it, whether it was an intern or someone who worked on it full-time permanently, there are a lot of stories. You can go and, and check out all of those stories, every detail. There are people who have Twitter threads from when this first came out a long time ago. You can go ahead and and check those out anytime. They're out there, and people are willing to talk about it openly. People got fired because of it. So, and there was inve- there were investigations to get those people fired. Again, it just at the end of the day, though, all that matters is the money that's being made, and it was enough to impact the people on the show and the money, like we said. Now, maybe people are wondering, Kay, if it has nothing to do with these toxic allegations, what is the reason why she would end at season nineteen? Nice round number, right, guys? Fuck. We all know that's the real reason why. But sure. Ellen will tell you that is not the case. B- well, before we wrap this up, I'm just going to play, if, if I can, it's just a really quick clip of Ellen talking about why she decided to end the show. I am announcing that next season, season 19, is going to be my last season. Two years ago, I signed a deal for three more years, and I always knew in my heart that season 19 would be my last. 19 is a great number. First of all, the 19th Amendment gave women the right to vote. Also, on the periodic table, 19 is the atomic number for potassium. (laughs) You may wonder why I've decided to end after 19 seasons. The truth is, I always trust my instincts. Uh, My instinct told me it's time. As a comedian, I have always understood the importance of timing. And (laughs) I promise you that we are going to have a fantastic final season. It will be a season where I truly get to say thank you. I actually, though, one last note on this. I actually am worried a little bit about Ellen after the show ends. I don't know how it's going to go because I think it's hitting her a lot harder than she's making it seem. I really do. I think that this is not the way she wants to go out at all. She's not happy with it. So, and it, I think she's, I think she likes to drink a lot too. So I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about Ellen, but hopefully, uh, this is the right choice for her and for her mental well being. She, she feels better about it and hopefully she is okay. Uh, but she says that it didn't impact her decision and that's fine. So all the best in your final season, Ellen. Okay. 
Uh, what were some of your other stories today in What's Trending? I'm trying to remember oh, what you were talking about. The teen shows. Uh, oh, This Is Us Coming to an End was another one. Which, by the way, quick note on that. We won't spend a lot of time on it because I know you don't watch it, Scott. But This Is Us is one of those shows. It's starting to drop off. We know that happens with shows. There are very seldom do we have a show where it is fucking awesome. Season after season after season. Like a Breaking Bad, right? That's a great show season after season. For me, this is us starting to fall off a little bit. It's a lot of pity me and woe is me shit going on. So I was happy to see this actually. As a fan of the show, I was happy to see this. And we need to remember, even if you're a fan of the show, be be grateful when they end when they should. They announced that after the sixth season, which is the upcoming season, it will be over. And they've already filmed a bunch of scenes that will be the very end of the show. We've already had some flash forwards. So anyway, that was the other announcement. Do you want to talk about the best teen shows of all time? Sure. Run it down quick. Sure. So Entertainment Weekly is out with this list. So uh, maybe you agree. Maybe you disagree. Has to have uh, cast members between ages of 13 and 19, though, mainly, and tackle teen issues. They say family shows were out, like uh, Seventh Heaven and Blossom, for example. But for whatever reason, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is okay. And that was number nine on the list. Number 10 was Dawson's Creek. Uh, Eight, Veronica Mars. Then My So-Called Life. Moving up the list, Gilmore Girls, Freaks and Geeks. Beverly Hills 90210. The OC, my personal favorite, was number three. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number two. And they say the best teen show of all time is Friday Night Lights. I haven't seen almost any of those shows. None. No. What was your show when you were a teenager growing up? Yeah, The O.C. The O.C. for me was awesome, and it was awesome for like three or four seasons. And then, you know, like I just mentioned, sometimes shows die off. But The O.C. for me was my life. Like, I had to watch it every single week, had to watch the new episode, talked to all my friends about it. That was my show. The Freshmen's of Bel Air I still love today. Like, if there's a repeat on, yeah, hell yeah, I'll watch that one. That one, like will never get old for me. I really like that show. So those are probably my top two out of the top 10. Okay. So I have two different phases of going through watching teen shows. One when I was a teen. And for me then, it would have been Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. Number four on the list. Great. Uh, I'm a little surprised Family Ties didn't make it because that in its own right was a teen show. It's just it was on back in the 80s and I watched it when I wasn't even a teenager myself. Yeah, it might have been included as a fan. I believe that one is included as a family show, which is kind of a weird asterisk to put on this list. Like just whatever. Right. Who cares? But Family Ties is included, I believe, as like one of those shows. And then I went back through a whole different phase of watching teen shows when my kids were teens Ah. and tweens. So, I mean... Would it count to to put in like Wizards of Waverly Place, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? Yeah, you. That, I mean, I think that would be allowed. Um, I, I don't know why, but it's not those. Neither of those are in the top twenty here. No, strange to me. Hmm. Okay. Uh, today the premier is going to make an announcement at twelve p.m. They say. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time that I'm going to continue calling him Doug fucking Ford until he earns that fucking out of his middle name. So it's still Doug fucking Ford. He's going to make an announcement today at 12 o'clock. And kind of like we touched on yesterday, he's in a bit of a weird position because a story got reported last night by CTV News that the reason you haven't seen the premiere is the same reason we all suspected. He's been laying low to try and rehabilitate his image. Hmm. Has it worked or or what? Because every time he lays low, there's some people who go off on a tangent. Where's Doug Ford? We even talked about it yesterday. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's rehabbing his image because it's fine to leave him uh, in, in the shadows for a little while, but inevitably he has to come out for the big announcements. And I'm wondering if today is going to be one of those big announcements. Yeah. So while we don't know what he is going to say today, let me lay out the circumstances here. Doug Ford knows that it's going to be beautiful for the foreseeable future. We're finally into temperatures in and around 20 degrees consistently. Doug knows that the long weekend is next weekend, and he knows we have an extremely unhappy electorate here in Ontario, and he's a year away from an election. So Doug can, for example, cave to the calls from almost every single mayor in the province and allow outdoor activities to resume. That's your golf, your tennis, your basketball, lacrosse, soccer, baseball. He can allow all that to happen again because all of the doctors admit there's not really a risk from that. There's a bigger risk from carpooling to the fields than there is actually being at the fields. So he could do the right thing and allow that to happen. But he's likely also going to extend that stay at home order. Everybody seems to think he's going to. And how can you have a stay at home order but say it's okay to take your kid to T-ball? He's going to if he does that, he's almost going to create even more confusion. Stay at home. Well, unless you're going to the park or something like that to play with your kid. Uh, stay at home uh, unless you want to go down to the, the lakeshore and play beach volleyball. It doesn't add up. So in a way, it's got to be all or nothing today. He's either got to allow outdoor activities and end the stay at home order or he's going to create confusion. Or he could leave everything as is, which I think is just about going to push people over the edge. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think you're right. I think but it's one of those situations where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And watching the comments come in when we talk about this announcement, there are a lot of people saying, good, open up the outdoor stuff. And it seems like people are realistic there. They're not asking for a full reopening of everything. We know we need to keep the numbers low. I feel like people are being quite reasonable here, just asking for that outdoor stuff to at least start opening or give us a date. Um, There are other people that believe that we should be completely shut down for several more weeks because we done fucked up in the past opening up too soon, even if it is outdoors. I tend to sway more with the open up a few outdoor things, okay, and then let's keep our eye on that, but let's open up some outdoor things, man. Let's get things going here, because I think people are going to start to rebel. You said it, the weather's getting better. That's when it's going to happen. I think you are damned if you do, damned if you don't here, no matter what, but hopefully they came to a a good decision. I'm curious to see what happens here, because if they fuck up one more time, Scott, I'm telling you, it's not going to be good. Yeah, they've lost most people. I think they'll lose the rest if they make the wrong decision. But two things I want to touch on from what you just said. Number one, I don't think we rushed to reopen. I don't think we did open too soon. It was a calculated risk based on the vaccines that we had. And if we had been vaccinating people in January and February, we wouldn't be in this situation now. We would have similar number or would have had similar numbers last month. That we've got now. And right now we're pretty good. It's in and around 2000 cases a day. That's a uh, half of what we were getting even three weeks ago. So, I mean, calculated risk. We didn't have enough vaccines. OK, fine. It didn't work out. The numbers did start to get crazy. But I think they know why we've proven why schools are closed. Restaurants are closed. Everything is closed except for manufacturing and warehouses. And we were still getting three to three and a half thousand cases a day. So obviously that's where the spread is coming from. If they don't have the balls to shut that stuff down, then we might as well just reopen everything. Mm -hmm. I, I do think that 
it was a calculated risk that just didn't work out because we didn't have enough vaccines. That's fine. That's all well and good. When it comes to what he's going to announce today, whatever that is. And again, we're we're here at uh, 10 a.m. His announcement is scheduled for noon, although he'll probably be late. I don't think it is a damned if you do, damned if you don't. I get that there's some people, almost exclusively doctors, that want to see a hardcore lockdown. You know, I mean, I would have gone along with that in the first wave. For sure, no, we did it. But then that's a don't, right? I mean, but then you're saying if, if they say, nope, we're going to continue full lockdown as is now. We'll continue until June 9th. I'm just going to throw it a random day. Let's say that that's the case. Isn't that a, like, then either way, you're not going to make everybody happy. We know this. Yeah. And he's got to stop trying to suck everyone. He's got to try. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Say it. Yeah, say it. Well, he's got to stop, right? I mean, trying to be this all things to all people was never going to work. The people in in certain areas, he's lost them completely. He doesn't need to worry about them. I don't know why on earth Doug would give a, a shit about uh, Toronto or Peel. He's left them in lockdown since last November. Mm-hmm. They never came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he, he he should just write them off the map altogether or figure out a way to not let them vote because they're not going to vote for him. They have no respect for the guy anymore. He's done too much. And those people have, have we've asked way too much of those people. And they're pissed off. And I understand that completely. So if Doug wants to do the right thing and it's never too late to do the right thing, he should lift this stay at home order, which is a joke anyway. I mean, you're on every morning. You do traffic reports in the morning. Yeah, you see it. There's people out. There's people out. Yeah. People are everywhere. I I was out on the weekend and there was traffic uh, on a Saturday morning on the 401, like gridlock. I mean, people are not staying home. So let's just pretend that we did it and it worked, but we're going to end it now. Even though it didn't work, it was a farce. It was a joke. Let's just do the right thing. Lift the stay at home order, re-allow just about anything outdoors, and... You can make a decision then about restaurants, hair salons, gyms, and schools. Those are the big ones that people want to know about and the ones that are affecting a lot of employment. People that have been sitting on the sidelines now for weeks on end. Hey, listen, uh, if you want to lift the stay-at-home order and allow outdoor amenities, you should probably also allow patio dining. You should probably also allow people to get their hair cut because we know that's not where the problem was. You should, uh, and the restaurants will have their patios indoor. We can talk about in like two weeks, three weeks. Let's see how the numbers go and schools. I think he's got to make a decision and it should probably be a completely voluntary one, but he should reopen the schools to whoever wants to go and feel safe. Anybody else can continue on in the current distance learning model. And, And I don't see what would be so wrong with that. But if everybody's so focused on mental health now, then we've got to do the things that are affecting people's mental health. Mm -hmm. Let them get outside. Let kids get back to school if they want to and they feel comfortable. Let's stop fucking around. Because right now it's so all over the place. Nobody understands what's going on. And Doug is, if he comes out there again today and starts droning on and on about the goddamn borders, listen, we get that the borders are an issue. Everybody knows the variants didn't swim here. They got in through the borders and that's Justin Trudeau's problem. He will have to wear that. Newsflash, we're just as pissed at him as we are you. Yeah. Like, you know? You know, we are pissed off at Justin because he did let these variants get in. And sorry, say what you will. We have shots now, but I hope people remember back in January and February when we didn't have shots, 
when the U.S. was vaccinating and we weren't because we didn't have shots. That, yes, it all comes down to Justin Trudeau. And, Doug, you can piss and moan about how we wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't for Justin. And maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But you've got to control what you can control. And frankly, the borders are not your concern. So don't go on and on and on about it because it just comes off like that's all you guys care about. And that's something that's actually out of your control. Focus on getting people back to work. Let the kids fucking play. So now we'll see what he says, Kat. We'll see see. what he says at noon. And you can bet that whatever shit comes down today, we're going to be talking about it tomorrow. I'm I'm curious to see if he's going to go rogue with another one of those controversial announcements. Remember that farce when he tried to... uh, tell the police to pull people over if they were outside yeah, their homes. the playgrounds, the police. I mean, we know. And then he had to backtrack. So that's what I'm hoping for, too. That's why I think he was probably out of the light for a little bit, trying to figure out very strategically how to play this so that there's going to be nothing that backfires or very little that can that can happen following it. I'm curious to see what happens today. I'm curious, too. Like, I'm wondering, is this going to be a catastrophic thing for his image? Is he going to double down on keeping everything closed? Is he going to try and compromise and make some people happy? I really don't know. But either way, if this one goes completely south, he's got to go back to our advice from three months ago. Bury those doctors. You take Dr. David Williams, stick him out in front of Queens Park in public and tell the public they can say whatever they want to Dr. David Williams. But if he's the one who's calling the shots, then tell everyone he's calling the shots. And you know what? I mean, Doug is in a, in a shitty situation in that that science table is trying to bury him at every turn. It seems like, cause you know, they'll go to Doug and say, you've got to limit mobility. So he shuts everything down. And then people start bitching about uh, outdoor sports being shut down. And the doctors say, well, we never told him to do that. No, but Doug is right when he points out, you told him to limit mobility. Mm-hmm. How is he supposed to limit mobility without shutting shit down? You can't have it both ways, doctors. This is not a popularity contest. You're either following the science or you're not. But either way, the right thing needs to get done, and they need to at least open up the outdoors. Free the North, please. Free the North. Mm-hmm. And we'll find out today at noon and talk about it tomorrow. Are you doing anything today? It's nice outside. Yeah, it is so nice outside. Yeah, I mean, I plan to do just that. Spend it outside. Probably go for a nice long walk. Uh, Yeah, that's about it because that's all I can do, you know? I'm real excited about my (laughs) garden. I'm dying to get the garden in, and it should be next weekend that I can plant. But the problem is it's going down to like fucking two and three and one degrees at night. It's driving me nuts. Don't do it yet. I put some planters out that I regret putting out because I don't think I'm going to be able to revive them. They needed a little more heat and... I done fucked that up. Don't pull a cat. Don't do it. So fucking frustrating. I know. <laughs> Let's get warm here. Doug, why don't you do something about the fucking weather, huh? Okay, we'll wrap this up for the day today. But, <laughs> but listen, at some point, at some point, I also want to talk about the new Canada child benefit. And maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Maybe or Yeah, they're giving week. you guys more money? Yeah, it, but I riddle me this. We'll tell the story now, and then we'll, we can discuss it another time. But just so you know, if you have children specifically under the age of six, the federal government has announced more money coming your way. May 28th, up to $600 per child. July 30th, another $300 per child. October 29th, another $300 per child. And if you heard the beginning of that, I said children under six only. Apparently, once you turn seven, you can make it, it on your own. You can make it on your own, kid. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that personally. Um, I had so many of my friends actually message me saying, "What is this 
Um, a lot of people also confused between the provincial money and the federal. Yes, it's completely different. Uh, this one will come through whatever you asked it to under CRA. If you do have young kids and you're asking, go to your CRA account and all the details will be there for you. Uh, set up yourself up for direct deposit if you're excited about this and you'll get it right away. Otherwise, you've got to wait for a check. Uh, and they're just throwing money at us to in the hopes that we vote for them is what how I'm feeling about this. That's so funny. Uh. Let's stop pretending the kids stop being expensive at at six years old, and let's stop pretending they stop being expensive at eighteen years old. Yeah, it's some kind of strategy, Scott, and I'm not sure what was told to to Trudeau and the government about six and under specifically, or the families with with kids six and under that maybe they like him more, or maybe he could try to sway some of them who don't by doing this. But they're giving us no actual explanation of why they're choosing uh, six and under to receive this money this year. What the fuck? I don't know. Yeah, I'm confused myself. Yeah. Have yourselves a great Thursday, everybody. Enjoy this sunshine, and we will catch you tomorrow with Dave Blizzar joining us for the Friday edition. Well, everyone's uh, heard about the pipeline hack, and people are actually making it worse by freaking out and panic buying gas. And now thousands of gas stations are out of fuel. See, this probably explains why my Uber driver gave me a piggyback to 30 Rock. Some more business news. I saw that Natural Light just launched its own line of sour hard seltzer to compete with White Claw. But White Claw's not worried. They have a new slogan. It'll power your car during the gas shortage. Oh. A Swedish robotics company recently unveiled a battery-operated glove that can protect factory workers from chronic injury caused by repetitive manual tasks. Tell me more, said teenage boys. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced plans this week to roll out pop-up coronavirus vaccination sites at trains and subway stations because you're not a real New Yorker until you've been poked by a needle on the subway. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.